my Heidi my PTNA or Tucker welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Susanna Leia Tower in for Wallace Chapman today. To begin with, we have a strong wind warning which is in place along State Highway 1, the Desert Road, Central North Island. Please take extra care, especially if you are in a lighter or high-sided vehicle or, and especially, riding a motorcycle. That's a strong wind warning for State Highway 1 at the Desert Road. Well, it's almost a year since Cyclone Gabrielle began its trail of devastation across parts of the North Island. The clean-up and recovery has been varied in the various parts of the North Island affected. In Hastings, the District Council has suggested residential house owners cough up some of the cost for demolishing their cyclone-wrecked homes. We'll find out how council plans are being received there in Hastings. The Iwi Leaders Forum's just finished at Kirikiri. The Iwi Leaders Forum brought together 74 Iwi Leaders and this morning Prime Minister Christopher Luxon, Deputy Prime Minister David Seymour and New Zealand's first Shane Jones were there too. We'll hear the latest. I hope you don't like luscious, soft, creamy cheese like brie and camembert because they're almost extinct. That's according to the French National Centre for Scientific Research. Local cheesemakers will join in this discussion shortly. And when does the 2024 school year start exactly? You'll all have different answers. The Ministry of Education's website says that it's any day from the 29th of January to the 7th of February. So is the summer break too long? Welcoming your texts to 101, emails the panel, all one word, at rnz.co.nz. Why is it so hard for the New Zealand Defence Force to keep staff? Their attrition rates are, well, significant. And citizens are being called on to keep their eyes peeled. This is after a sighting, recent sighting, of a wallaby in Christchurch's Port Hills. Wallabies, of course, famous for destroying farmland and forests, eating everything at their height. So that's up to 80 centimetres, just under a metre, in our native bush. What do you do? What have you seen? Welcoming your texts, your feedback. Besides, what's your plan for this weekend? Is it long for you? What's caught your attention? And, yeah, why not? Even your imagination. Let's hear it. Text to 101. Emails the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me on the panel today, Joe McCarroll, Auckland-based, editor of NZ Gardener and author of Veggie Patch from Scratch. And you've just walked in with these most beautiful flowers. Yes. Thank it, you. It, it is Dahlia season and I thought I'd just bring some in. Just to brighten your day a little, Susanna. Hopefully, uh, they're very organic. I can see a green veggie bug on one from here, actually. So that's how that's how fresh and organic they are from my garden. Welcoming, <laughs> welcoming every aspect of them. They're beautiful. The colours are amazing. I'm looking forward to finding out more about those colours. And Raj Chakraborty, writer based in Wellington and in our Wellington studio. Welcome, Raj. Kia ora. Kia ora, korua. Kia ora. Well, I'm going to dig into the mailbag because it's Friday. It's the panel tradition. And thanking you all so much for your texts and emails this week. We have been inundated, which is, of course, the aim. So it's always good when it works out that way. On the subject of in-flight safety videos being too entertaining, uh, Joe got in touch. Not you, Joe, I don't think. No, Joe is shaking her head. Personally, I love the quirky videos. Always listen to them. There are always people who don't listen, whether or not there is a video or 
a person delivering it. Point well made. And the world's coolest flight safety video of all time to date has to be the current Japan Airlines one. This is from a texter. Worth a watch, especially for the depiction of a cabin in chaos in an emergency. Joe, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen <laughs> the Japan air safety video. I know what I consider. I was a real aficionado of what was on offer at different airlines across the world. But yeah, they're a bit hit and miss for me. Those ones that are a little deliberately quirky. Um, yeah, they they sort of have the like watching other people's kids in a school play aspect to them. Where cringe is that? Yeah, where you're little, going little little little, little cringe. They're trying their hardest. But nonetheless, I could probably give it a miss. Right, that, that's my read on them. It's your, yeah, thank um, you. I I enjoy them, and I think and I think um, you know one way to to get people to watch is actually to try to be entertaining. Um, having said that, I do think the same kind of rule applies as applies to adverts, where on the one hand you can have an incredibly memorable advert, but if it forgets to put the product front and center, you can go away really remembering the advert, but not what it was for. And so I think I think airline safety videos as well, in the midst of all that, have to have the procedures front and center. But alongside all that, if it's presented really entertainingly, I think, I think that's what keeps me watching rather than leafing through a magazine. Oh, nice, nice variety there. Well, we had another subject. This was of the Tooth Fairy, an unqualified person repairing dentures in Kaikoi, and Catherine got in touch. I strongly disagree with your panellists about the so-called Tooth Fairy. Providing dentures is a highly skilled technical occupation and no unqualified person should be doing specialised work and making money from it, however low the fees if this woman wants to do this work she should get the proper licence, otherwise she is putting her clients at risk and we had quite a bit of feedback on that for and and against. On the subject of continuing the funding of period products in schools after June, uh, one person got in touch, Julian. I'm an ACT supporter. I am in favour of continuing the free period products in schools. Pupils in schools are part of getting our first world status back. What do you think about this programme, Joe? Oh, I strongly agree. I think that is a barrier for um, girls and young women in education and I think it's a barrier that we can remove in a very simple and non-stigmatising way. I think that those products should be provided um, in such a way that you can just continue to access education and, yeah, live your best, richest, fullest life. Raj, what are your thoughts? I mean, Joe just says it all. Absolutely everything Joe just said. yeah, the fund. I mean, the funding's still in place. So is the program, but it's slated to run out in June. So yeah, we were canvassing the I, topic. I, I mean, obviously, this is a. I, don't, I haven't done any research on this, but I would say when you look at the amount of money that gets spent, and then when you look at what is lost if young women are unable to um, take part in sports, take you know, be part of the education system, play a role, you know, in the communities, and that's true. That's the real outcome of young women not having the ability to manage you know, their their menstrual cycle in a way that's, you know, working for them. So I'm like, it's it's a no-brainer that we give people the tools they need to live the life that they should be living. Yeah, your best life. Well, here's another topic. On the frequency of changing your towels and sheets. Raj, how often do you change your towels and sheets? This this got everyone going, but I just thought, well, let's just bring it to present moment. Might as well. Um, I'm going to have to... 
ask my wife this next time because oh. every two, I want to say two and a half to three weeks, I come in and our bed's been stripped and that's one of her tasks. I have my own within the house, I must add. I hasten to add, but um, I have to ask her. But I think, I think it's in our house, it's, uh, let's say every three weeks, okay. um, roughly. But she might rap me on the knuckles and says it's a lot more frequent than that and you don't even <laughs> notice. Well, it's good that you're being so honest. So we're going so. to accept that as a positive, Raj, and the fact that someone's taken care of you so well. Joe, what's your timing on this? Uh, sheets every week. Uh, towels every three or four days. Wow. Yeah, I was similar to you, but I also got wrapped on the knuckles, I mean, in a figurative way, of course, by um, some texters who just thought that I was, that was over the top. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, Kate in Christchurch says, resheets, amazing how horrified some are that now that I'm widowed, I sleep one week on one side and the second week on the other side. Seems logical. Also, majority of us having showering opportunities to clean us before bed, so this must be factored into the frequency needed. I know. Right. Now, we had another topic around trampoline-related injuries, which cost last year, 2023, ACC payouts totaled $11 million. And uh, one person got in touch. My daughter injured herself on the tramp at the age of 11. Four failed surgeries later, two dislocating collarbones off the head of her sternum. Don't use water on a tramp either, exclamation marks, multiple times. And I took my breath away, that text. Uh, Subject of, in the new Dunedin Monopoly board, one of the game pieces could be a couch with flames. That's from Phil Mackay, Dunedin local, clearly. Do either of you have anything to add? Well, I'm saying that's quite a level of um, detail on something the size of a Monopoly piece. Isn't it? I'm very localised. Impressed at the craftsmanship of whoever puts those together. Let's leave that there because it is time for what you've been thinking. Raj, shall we start with you? Oh, um, well, I've been thinking, perhaps especially so because it was the long school holidays, which we will talk about later, about how one's uh, parenting approach needs to change as your child or children get older. So in our case, our daughter's 12 and actively seeking to establish her independence and find her own way of doing things in many areas. And this is wonderful to see and to be around, but it also compels you to change your own approach to being around her. So for us, more and more, we are learning to be nearby or readily available while she does something herself, but not necessarily present in the way we would have been a couple of years ago. So Parenting with a lighter touch, but while carrying the same amount of care within, that's the balance I've been thinking about and trying to learn um, these past six weeks, especially. Oh, good on you. And how are you feeling about it all? How are you doing? Have you given yourself a score after six weeks? You must have a bit of an idea how you're doing. So there have been hits and misses. On Monday, she achieved this great landmark of... um, for landmark for me of, of kind of like, you know, standing by and, and supporting it, of getting the bus into town from our suburb and then messaging me when she arrived safely. Excellent. So um, that was the first time she'd been out beyond our suburb by herself. So that's just one example. Oh, it's a great example. Well done, you. Joe McCarroll, what have you been thinking? 
Um, well, my I've been thinking is a little depressing, actually, but I was at the supermarket um, just a couple of days ago, which is near my house. I live in um, Auckland, in, and I was at the Point Chef supermarket, um, and I was in the section where wine is, because I wanted to get a bottle of wine, and someone came into that section, and he had a shopping bag with him, and he started loading it with casks of wine. And I thought, oh, well, you know, he's buying a lot of casks of wine. But then I saw saw him just walk straight out, straight through the self-checkout, straight out the door. And there's a security guard there. And he said, are you going to pay for that, mate? And the guy said, no, just walked right past him. And I just, I don't know, it just made me feel um, depressed, to be honest, at the, the level of retail crime, at that level of egregiousness, at that level of shamelessness. And frustrated because I have a lot of sympathy for retail workers. I have nothing but sympathy for the the security staff member at the supermarket who was an individual. What's he expected to do? Um, You know, should he physically challenge this guy? I really don't think that would be helpful. Um, And I'm also frustrated myself because I think those costs are being passed on to um, shoppers who who are paying for what they're buying. And it just... Yeah, I, I I I don't have any amazing insight, and yep, I can solve that. It just I think is shocking to see that level of egregious retail crime and shameless retail crime in before your eyes. And also that, well, just to pick up on the fact that you're also talking about Point Chev, we started this week with the topic of incidents in Point Chev and the fact that residents in Point Chev were concerned about what's happening in the town centre and and around safety, businesses and residents. So the fact that we're finishing this week. With obviously it's more detail, but still we're talking about point shift. Well, I, although I would challenge that, Susanna, and say that um, I think there'd be people from all across Auckland and probably all across the country who would have similar stories from wherever they were living. I don't think it's a, an issue in the suburb that I live in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, point shift and the bit that I live in, which is Mount Albert, it's it's inner city Auckland. It's it's a fairly desirable place to live, you know. Um, I think you're having these problems everywhere and I think there'll be a lot of people who had similar stories. Well, it'll be great to hear them too, 101, if you've experienced this and also if you're a business owner, how you're dealing with this because it's a collective experience that we all really need to think about and talk about more. Thanks, Joe.